Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the West Cork Beard Company's production of Conversations with Cornelius. <laughs> I love when you talk yourself into a corner, <laughs> and then I'm looking at your face going, how is he going to get out of this one? <laughs> um, yes, this, this, this podcast is sponsored by the West Cork Beard Company, and um, I'm delighted that it is Colin, who is the... The main man is on his holidays in Madrid at the moment. Yeah, um, and uh, shout out to Colin out in Madrid, if you're listening, Colin. Um, thank you so much for the soap. Um, I was cleaning my balls with it this morning, and um, they're very smelly now. Can I ask something about Colin? <laughs> Please do. I'm guessing Colin has a beard. Would it he be slightly hypocritical if he ran the West Cork Beard Company and he was a very smoothly clean-shaven man? He has a beard, a, a, a giant beard, uh, a giant ginger, but there's kind of a little, kind of a Santa Claus snow patch in the middle. Uh, of white does do a lot of Irish people have red in their beards yeah I'd say so I can't think of anyone that doesn't have you you have ginger in your beard Tyke do you have no he doesn't actually Tyke doesn't have any and Tyke you're not actually in this podcast but I was just kind of bringing you yeah he's not actually in this podcast well Tyke believe it or not has Anglo heritage so he's not (laughs) (laughs) he's not Irish (laughs) as such <laughs> Just to flag it there, Colin. I'm, I'm going to be doing a Brexit <laughs> podcast. Um, I can't wait till we do Tug's Brexit podcast life, next says. week. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to move it on. On last week's episode, Mind Over Matter with Declan O'Donovan was a bloody great success. I was just telling the lads about it. Down in Valencia Island, we were in Declan's house and we were just basically talking about how he turned his life around in his uh, early 30s from living in his gran- grandmother's cottage with three kids under the age of five, 30 grand in debt. And then he just went onto the internet one day, typed in something like um, something along the lines Make of... Make money now. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> or positive. Positive mindset, I think <laughs> is what it was, and um, boom, back in the net. And now he is making money, and he's fucking doing well, and he's helping people, I'm and fast. Um, and he's well, he's made it fast enough, I suppose. That's the law of attraction. Thoughts become things. What you focus on comes into your world, and um, li- check it out if you haven't heard it. It's a really, really good podcast. And actually, you you come up on it, damn a bit. We were actually talking about well, Declan brought you up about your square not. jawline. Okay, yeah. So there was a bit like, like we were. Well, la- I'm listening. I'm well. The podcast last week was sponsored by the West Cork Beer Company, and. Dominic McHale's jawline. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... So does that mean my jawline coughed up the cash? Well, I'm here today to collect. Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Um, Don't write checks that your jawline... Can't cash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, if you enjoyed that, lads, or if if you're enjoying the podcast and you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. Uh, Shout out to Kyla Cobbler, who um, got on to me during the week saying, I need to start a Patreon. I don't know, will Patreons take off Tyke? Patreons, yes or no? Tyke's uh, is, is a Patreon, guys. He's got a Patreon. Check out Tyke Hickey's Patreon. Can I just don't? I don't think we should include him as much. Okay, let's get rid of him. He's not on the mic. 
<laughs> and it'll, it'll just exclude our listeners because they won't be able to hear his and they won't, quips yeah, they won't unless be able to I repeat them or you repeat them and then in which case then it'll kind of just slow us down imme- immeasurably Stephen Mullen also uh, I was on his um, Insta last night is going on about the podcast so I'm just delighted that everyone is getting behind it and they're liking it and they're loving it and if you're enjoying it please rate, review and subscribe um, so we're going to move on to trending topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. That's like a class thing that jingle. Yeah, would you not record a sting so you don't have to sing that every time? Or would you not get sting to record that? Well, what I'm kind of hoping is that people go, do you know what? This guy's a comedian, but he's also a serviceable singer. Let's bring him along. Let's give him a gig. But can you sing in the improv panto and everybody will see your singing talent or has done? That's true, past, I suppose, yeah. yeah. I suppose, and I, and I haven't got any work since that, so you, what, are you, what are you trying well, to that, say? That wasn't going to be my point, but I suppose <laughs> it makes si- uh, sense scientifically speaking, I suppose. Hashtag messy. Ooh. Discuss. Um, Have you heard? I've heard. I, I don't... Uh, he hasn't gone to anyone yet, he? Has hasn't he? gone to but anyone. But he's definitely leaving Barcelona. Well, Barcelona have come out and said that they're not, no longer able to sign Lionel Messi because of the financial restrictions imposed True La Liga for the fair play. This isn't the football podcast, by the way. This is just trending. It's not a FIFA podcast. It's not a FIFA podcast. It's <laughs> no, not we a do Messi have podcast. Deck chairs set up <laughs> to play FIFA. To play FIFA in the living room. Now, in our last podcast, if you remember, we played FIFA beforehand, and I triumphed. And um, triumphed. you were I, well. I won and on yeah. penalties after uh, we no, I, I lost. I think. I think that's what you that's said. The conclusion we came to. But Messi. So With regard to Messi, well, what I heard, as far as I know, is that Barcelona and Messi had agreed a deal. Um, but some proposal that they had sent to La Liga was vetoed by Real, meaning that they can't, they couldn't go ahead with the deal they'd agreed with Messi. He'd agreed to take some massive pay cut, fifty percent, like, yeah, mm. um, and sign a six-year contract. And then there was a, an underlying agreement for legacy. To sign a six-year contract. He was going to get thirty-four. Thirty-four, yeah. Wow. But he possibly, he possibly is good enough to. Although I don't know, the I don't think so. From him. Well, I also, I think if we're comparing him to Ronaldo. He's not the physical specimen that Ronaldo is. No. He's an exceptionally good footballer, and he's got good physical tools, but I don't think he'll be able to keep up his level of play into his late 30s. No, he still had an unbelievable season last year. Mm. They're, but they're, what they're, there's he's a no Liam Brady, though. Well, I can't, I, can never, I can't think of anyone who's as good as, as, good as Liam Brady. Like I saw a little highlights package on YouTube. <laughs> not a bad player. Top notch. Not a bad player. Same with Juve. Sampdoria. I think he's gone from Juve now. He's gone now. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. with the. Uh, he, I he's was going to say he was now. with Bill O'Hurley, but he's no, he's still with us. <laughs> <laughs> he's still. With well, us. Bill's not. Well, Bill's not. Gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's he going to talk his way out of this one, folks? Tyke <laughs> <laughs> feels relieved to be working away. <laughs> but there's a train of thought that it's a double bluff by Barcelona because Messi is worth enormous amount of money to the economy of Spain, um, and it's a double bluff to try and get the. Uh, government to intervene and and change the structure so that he can say but like I mean they categorically well, came out and said that he's going if he does leave which I know I know some people would say well if he was a real Barcelona man he'd stay on there and retire as a mm. Barcelona player but like he's agreed to half his wages and they can't meet that and I don't know I think he's he's done a lot to try and stay with mm. the club and I think the club is also in a, a state of flux and he doesn't want to be part of that anymore which is fair enough their problem is they've got Coutinho and Griezmann and Dembele on massive money and it's like no ma- even with his wages halved they, from a f- uh, financial fair play point of view they, c- they can't it doesn't make sense and those legally. guys have come in for big money and they haven't really delivered no. as far as I'm aware no I think I mean there are only a certain number of clubs he could go to two I Man think. City PSG yeah and I think Imagine if he went to PSG, like Neymar leaves 
Barcelona so he can be the guy. Mm. Get away from Messi. But I think Neymar Messi regrets man. leaving Barcelona as well. Because if you remember when Neymar, Messi and Suarez were, were Bar- with Barcelona, um, like when they'd score, they'd all celebrate uh, like as if the other person scored. But that was only up to a point because you could see in Neymar's body language and his behaviour, it was like he wants to be the guy. Mm. He is the guy now with PSG. Mm. Um, well, Mbappe. <laughs> well, Pochettino now is the Argentinian manager, so it might be more attractive. But then Guardiola has a great has a great affinity with Messi yeah. as well. Be and, interesting. And Aguero is now gone from from Bar- City, so but they've got Jack Grealish. Took his number yesterday. <laughs> oh my God! We have to move on from yeah, football. True. Hashtag Sabonagate. Ooh. Um, uninformed. Uh, I just hear that it's a bit of a shit show. Yeah. Um, more Simon Coveney, Fine Gael. Uh, trickery it's it's well the, like, the worst passed, part the is I'm not, I'm not surprised by any yeah. of this stuff like yeah it, it, that, that's how bad a state of affairs we're in where it's like you hear about oh there's a uh, you know they, they're applying a double standard or they're giving jobs to their friends etc and there's no you're not surprised at all there's no mm. outrage really well there is a bit of outrage yeah. but it's mostly people going like yeah what, what's what what's not to be expected here yeah you know it's crazy it's like it's you're i'm uh, you're almost bored of it almost bored of it Hashtag German. This was trending. Hashtag German. And I was like, there was a lot of other things trending, but I was like, I bet you'd have something to say about hashtag German. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> like, is there you any context? Like, I there's no like, context. Oh, wow. So, so you can just like, you can okay, go, what well, does that mean to you, German? Like, well, if someone says German, German. I'll apply it to the last point, okay. which is that perhaps if we, ha- if we had a, a slightly more Germanic system of government, in Ireland, I know that's very controversial because people who hate the EU will be like, that's what we're trying to get away from. But what's their Germany's style of government compared to ours? Like, wh- how, how are they more, how are they, how are they better equipped to deal with the public than, than our current government? You see, this is, this is a difficult one because I don't, I don't know what makes mm. that the case. But in my experience and in my opinion, for some reason, the Germans and the Northern Europeans seem to have culturally more of a sense of social responsibility. They feel like the country will be good if I contribute to it and if I make it a good place. It's not, like I feel like the Irish, and myself included to a certain extent, are kind of going, well, come on, govern us. Yeah. Make us good. Make this country good. And Whereas not, the Germans yeah. and the Nordics are kind of going, well, we all, have a, we all have to do a little bit here. Yeah. We all have to pull our weight to make sure that society actually functions. The politicians aren't the ones who are, have to set the order and make everything happen. The people we have do. to do it ourselves at the ground level. Wow, and you know what? I think you could be right because. But I'm sure that's not what the hashtag is about. I don't think it's what the hashtag is about at all. But like, uh, like culturally. Actually, sorry, it's hashtag Herman. Sorry, I totally <laughs> Herman Goring. That. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it kind Steady. of kind of brings us in there. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll we we'll leave it at that. We're going to move on. This is oh, before. Big shout out to the Pennsylvania Deutsch as well, <laughs> just while we're on the topic of German. And Mike, Uncle Mike, who is absolutely loving the podcast. Is he your uh, uncle? He's my uncle, okay. man, out in Texas. He's not just known as Uncle Mike. No, no, Uncle Tex Mike. Um, I have to give him a shout out. He he's gets in contact every single week. Um, he actually makes it a part of his week. Um, it, uh, he rang me the other night. Uh, he said, I make it a part of my week now. It's, you know, I get up, I do my chores, I sit down, I put on the podcast. Has, has his voice been changed to protect his identity? D- d- yes. <laughs> <laughs> This game, right, Dom, is called This or That, okay? Okay. I have 20 scenarios, right? You pick one. I'll give you... So, for example, the first one is tea or coffee. Coffee. Okay. And then I might ask you then, oh, why, right? Okay. Tea or coffee? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That. Uh, Coffee. (laughs) Calls or texts? 
Oh. I think calls. Me too. PlayStation or YouTube? YouTube. Shower or bath? Shower a thousand percent. Because a bath, you're sitting in your own filth. But have you had a bath where you just sit into a bath? Like, I, I'd actually nearly Oh, I'm well aware of the sitting part of it, but <laughs> it's it's the kind of sitting in your own filth. It's a, it's the in your own filth part that I'm But what I about. do is I'll have a little shower after my bath. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Well, if it's if it's for purely, if it's for muscle relaxation purposes and you've got your scented candles and all that jazz. You've and got your salts bath, in there. Beautiful. But candles. if you're using it as your daily method of cleaning yourself, unacceptable. In my yeah, case. no, no. Uh, or sorry, outdated. Uh, yeah. Ricky Gervais is a bath every day. Would you believe? And I'd say he smells. And he's a bit outdated. Um, cardio or weights? Weights. Sugar or salt? Salt. Winter or summer? That's not as clear cut as maybe it is for other people. I know. That's why you asked, I suppose. That's why it's a good <laughs> question. Uh, on balance, summer. <laughs> no, he's not supposed to be part of this podcast. So, <laughs> Good heart or good body? <laughs> uh, both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good heart. <laughs> good heart <laughs> it is. It is. It is. <laughs> Easy. He's supposed to find a good body these days. Fact or fiction? Fact. Plants or flowers? Plants. Town or county? Town. Intelligent or funny? I feel like I'm just picking all the first ones. Um, intelligent. Forest or beach? Forest. Leather or fabric? Leather. Kinker. <laughs> Morning shower or evening shower? Morning shower. Book or board game? Book. Carnivore or herbivore? Hmm. We'll get to this. I'll go with herbivore. Yeah. We definitely get to that. We'll Sa- have to get to that. Save or spend? Satan or... Um, <laughs> Satan. Oh, save. Save. <laughs> save or spend, save. Dancer or singer? And I know you're a serviceable at well, both. Well, I'm, ti- I'm a tidy dancer <laughs> and I'm a serviceable singer. <laughs> well, I'm a shattered dancer. Um, singer. Okay, last one then. Student or teacher? A student. Lovely. Always. I think of that game. No, that was a do game. That's a great game. <laughs> Isn't it? It makes, like, you, makes you think. And I can't, I couldn't do the, like, what comes into your mind, the word association Well, game we did again. that the last time. Yeah, yeah. and then it would be a little bit... Yeah, I got I to gotta keep, keep on top of my toes, you know. Mm. Dom, uh, how are you today? Friday the 6th of August, 2021. How are you? Con. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always amusing. The Con's podcasts perpetually feel like they're beginning. <laughs> like you can be quite close to the end. And they always feel like he's in the intro. That's it. It's like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Dominic McHale, we're going to wrap it up there. Um. Have you you have introduced me? Um, Dominic, Dominic how are you today on Friday the sixth of August, twenty twenty one? Con, I'm doing very well. I've got my my vaccination on Sunday. Are you fully vaxxed now? That'll be my second one. Brilliant. So I'm anticipating a little bit of grogginess afterwards. Yeah, because apparently that's what you get, particularly with the Pfizer one. And you, um, get the, you got you, I got the Pfizer. I got the two. Got the Pfizer. A little bit of tired. How you feel? Yeah. Same. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, very very good. Otherwise, very very good. Yeah. Um, are you working? Are you coming back to work, or what? What do you? The work is starting to come in a bit faster now, which is fantastic because it has been a long period of of inconsistency. Mm. Um, so it's really great to have uh, some work coming back in. Uh, some theatre work on the horizon. Um, awesome. And also some. I work with a corporate role play company called Real Learning. A uh, little plug for them. They're very very good. I've worked with them since two thousand and eleven. 
uh, Kieran Birmingham and Ivan McKenna, they tailor make programs for third level institutes in the realm of, well, across many different ones. So, for instance, one of the modules is about leadership as theatre, meaning if you go into the workplace and you have to perform different roles, how do you actually, can you adapt your own behaviour to achieve the desired result? That would be one of them. Another one would be having to have difficult conversations with your employees, etc. So, for instance, if if I was Ricky Gervais's boss mm. and there was a palpable smell and and other employees have come to me and said, Jesus, you need to have a word with Ricky because he stinks. How would you go about having a conversation with Ricky where you where you tell him, you smell, buddy. Listen, Ricky, you need to stop having bats yeah. because you're wading in your own filth. You're you're wading in it. <laughs> wading in your own... You're swimming in your own fucking horribleness. Have a shower. And I've experienced in, in, <coughs> in those role play scenarios, I've experienced... The good and the bad. Mm. The bad was... How would you do that? Well How would you do that if, 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 if I'm your boss or, or if, if someone has to complain about me being smelly? Well, th- you know? this is exactly it. So doing it up in the... in the There's an a, a institution called the IMI, the Irish Management Institute in Sandy Ford in Dublin. And they often bring in people for these training programs. And young guy came in. He sits down. He's like, look, Dominic he was using my real name <laughs> to protect my identity I can't remember what he was calling me Sam or something he's like look Sam I've noticed just in relation to you there's a little bit of a smell it's not a big deal <laughs> but but Con like he was super cool he was like it's not a big deal at all very easily fixed let's just discuss a few options is it like are you jogging to work are you cycling do you need to take a shower do you need to use a different deodorant etc not a big deal nobody said anything to me let's just sort it out here between us in private and that'll be it then and, and I like was like, wow, I can't, like, I'm supposed to make it slightly challenging for them. And I was like, this guy's just too good. He's like, super cool, really calm, not a big mm. deal. I felt no pressure. And then the opposite, a woman came in going, right, there's a smell. <laughs> um, few, pe- few people have said to me that there's a smell and it's you. It's a witch So we're, we're trained to go, if, some, if they say like, oh, a few people have mentioned it, you're responsible for who's been saying it? <laughs> who's been saying it about me? And she's like, well, obviously I can't mention any names. I'm like, no, I want to know now. Because yeah. you, said, you said a few people, so you're, they're going behind my back, is it? Why don't they come and tell it to me? And I was like, well, I find some of their perfume, uh, uh, you know, noxious. Why don't you go and have a word with them about yeah. their perfume? And she got really flustered and, and didn't work out well for it all. I'd say that's a good crack as well. It's great. Well, you, you're yeah. getting paid quite well very well actually yeah. to antagonize usually people oh doing God. kind of masters in business administration i'd love that job it's that great yeah um and it's it's usually like you're given the scenario but it's all improv so you can just yeah, yeah. and improv is i love him like sure obviously we do the improv together but it like it, there's a freedom in improv oh yeah. Yeah. that you just don't have in any other form of the yeah. arts unless you're pl- a jazz musician for example you know there's a great one of the great scenarios is you know on the topic of messy so you're a manager and you're you're managing a restaurant and you've got a chef who's like he came third in master chef he's really really good he, like a lot he's of people come to the restaurant he's scored 50 goals he's now leaving on a free transfer you know lots of people come to the restaurant because he's so good but he's an absolute dickhead and he's mm. full of himself and he's treating the kitchen staff like shit michael jordan esque pretty much so it's like how do you how do you go to him because you don't want to lose him because he's the main reason your business is so successful but it's unacceptable the way he's treating the staff and to play that chef is just so much fun, because oh you're God. like, kitchens are stressful environments. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna water down my language. If somebody's messing up, I'm gonna tell them they're messing up. I don't have time to speak softly, softly. If they can't deal with it, get them out, get somebody yeah. else in. Tell me, 
so you're playing that who and are the, st- the staff then role playing how to resolve that on the other side correct and is there someone with you then giving an example of how to do that initially no, no. so they have to figure it out they've got to figure it out and they're being filmed as well for um so it can be reviewed then Bloody afterwards hell. by an examiner that's it's a lot of pressure it's yeah. difficult but that's part of it is yeah it's going to be a pressurized conversation yeah. and it's a bit like in sports teams the teams where the training is much tougher than the game they're the teams that do well it's yeah. like the training is really intense and there's real competition in training then when they get to the game it's almost like taking it down a gear or two yeah. so if these role plays are really high intensity when they actually have to go and have a conversation with one of their staff it feels like it's a step down in intensity it's like, yeah yeah you're giving them the extreme example of yeah. what's going to happen yeah. yeah and that's true too even in sports because I've, I've been re-watching um the last dance and um, I was at the part at the weekend where they're, remember when they're at the Olympics, the dream team, you know, and they're all, 25 years later, they're, or 20 years later, they're all talking about what training was like. And tra- they said some of the best basketball matches all these players ever played, what we were talking, the Barclays, the Magic Johnsons, the Pippins, the, uh, all, all the greats of all time in that era said they were the best games they played in their whole entire careers. Yeah. Because the ante was... You know, it was like the games were a step down after because there was there was such testosterone and masculinity, and mm. they all were winners. Um, but like Jordan was the king of the kings. Um, but then when it came to playing, like they beat they like Croatia was the only team that gave them any sort of a game in the final, and they still beat them by yeah. forty yeah. points or something like, like that. Like Modric, as great as he is, he's only about five seven, so he shouldn't have been. Yeah, what, what he, he was do? doing on the basketball court, and he was probably only around yeah twelve. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Dominic, so it's uh, the 20th. <laughs> so how are you doing? Uh, so <laughs> welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, Dominic McHale. <laughs> so <laughs> a big shout out to the West Cork Beard Company. I'm, I'm actually f- fascinated and I've talked to you. This podcast, we're 21 minutes in. This podcast is about nutrition. We're going to talk about nutrition. Ostensibly. So hopefully yeah. we're going to talk about it. I think we've got rid of all the waffle at this stage. Oh, I hope so. Unless the waffles come in, well, waffles come in, in some sort of a nutritional. True. Um, are we talking potato or Belgian? Well, I, I like both. But... <laughs> The podcast is brought to you by Bird's Eye Potato Waffles. They go with beans, bangers, mint fingers. Um, Your diet. Can you give me a breakdown of your diet? Because it's like, and it has been remarked to me a good few times that when we do a podcast, the three of us do a podcast and you're always eating. It's always hilarious and stuff like that. And I'm always interested in what you eat because it's almost scientific it is how you prepare your food. Well, for some reason, I, I think s- certain people think it's like, Jesus, Dom, you're always eating. Yeah. I, I think I have a couple of friends who are like, it just so happens that we always meet up around the time that I would normally eat. So mm. then they associate me with eating. Now, just a slight tangent, Con. I know we said we get rid of the waffle, but <laughs> if you watch Brad Pitt's movies, he's always eating. He's always chewing. He is always eating. Because it implies a casualness. It gives his performance a real casualness. Yeah. George Costanza does it in Seinfeld where he's he's trying to appear casual in front of a girl and he's practicing on Jerry. So he's got an apple and he's chewing the apple and Jerry just at a certain point is like, George, lose the apple. <laughs> Don't do the apple. Anyway, um, I'm not eating for a casual effect. I'm eating yeah. for nutritional purposes. I'm re-watching Seinfeld. You're re-watching? He's re-watching. <laughs> he's also well, developing right now? a character who's re-watching Seinfeld. <laughs> well, we were saying that you know, unless this guy is in comedy, which you could, just, you know, conceivably be doing it for research purposes, like something's gone wrong <laughs> in this guy's life if he's like, I'm rewatching Seinfeld. That's all he's got. There's no purpose. He's also not saying if he's enjoying it. It's a pure fact. And I'm definitely out. 
he's just rewatching it. Uh, okay. Well, Con, I'll tell you for the last for the entire lockdown, pretty much. Yeah. I ate the same thing every day. Every single day. Every single day. How many times a day do you eat? Uh, three. Okay. So break down your breakfast for me. So breakfast was two slices of McCambridge's superseded bread, toasted, little bit of butter, marmite, mashed avocado, wilted spinach, and either scrambled eggs or an omelette on top. Bit of salt and pepper with a barocca, a lysine tablet, and a vitamin D if it's the winter time, followed by an apple and a cup of tea. Yeah, that's I've actually seen you eat that breakfast a few times. Yeah. And as you were describing, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Even down to the wilted spinach. The wilted spinach, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why... Do you want to hear the rest of it? I or do you want to oh hear Oh, yeah, it? no, no, no. Okay. That, that's breakfast. So now, that's, is it? Or well, kind of brunch, because I'm eating this, we'll say, at around 11. 11 o'clock. So 11, when do you yeah. have your last meal? Well, this is, this is the way I was eating for the entire lockdown, pretty much. Okay. It was like, at around 10 or 11, I would have that. At around 2, I would have a tin of tuna, a ramekin of peanuts, um, a banana, and a little dark chocolate, 85% dark chocolate bar with another cup of tea. A ramekin of peanuts. Yeah. What, what's, what, Ramekin's about 70 grams. 70 grams so of peanuts. it's a small little ceramic. You, you know what a ramekin is. Do <laughs> I don't. Oh, I actually well, don't. Okay. I never heard of a ramekin until just now. <laughs> I was like, he. he well, if you lived with me, he's a rabbit. Pretty familiar with with <laughs> ramekins, pretty quickly. Um, it's about seven. And are they just like regular peanuts? Uh, they are roasted, salted peanuts. Okay. Yeah. So we may as well skip on okay. to when you have your last meal, which is what last time? meal of the day was always before six o'clock. So my eating window was ten to six, and it was for the last two years. It was pretty much um, a Caesar salad, but instead of chicken, it was falafel. Wow. Followed by an orange. So you and, and, and another cup of tea. And another cup of tea. Yeah. And that and was me done. And that's it that every it. day, day in, day out. Day in, day out. Barring, well, for the last two years, there hasn't really been any extenuating circumstances because there have been no social events, really. Maybe mm. Christmas. Yeah. But other than that, it was like that for the guts of two years. And you finish eating it, so you finish your last meal around six or yeah. around half six or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And you're not eating till 10 or 11 the next day. So yeah. you're putting a 16-hour window in there then as well. Yeah. So you're doing, uh, is that intentional, the the intermittent, the intermittent fasting? I didn't consider it intermittent fasting at the time. I just knew as a kind of a rule of thumb, it's good to mm. eat, stop all your eating bef- at around six o'clock. Don't mm. eat after that because you'll sleep better and your metabolism will be better, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And that's but true. Now, after a bit of research, particularly with intermittent fasting, it's become clear that that's what I was doing. Mm. I had a big window where I wasn't eating anything. You must feel unreal all the time. Because you, you don't drink anymore either, do you? I stopped. The The last time I drank was on New Year's Eve. Okay. And I didn't, it didn't, didn't make it a deliberate thing. I just yeah. happened to, to spend most of my time with people who don't drink. Yeah. And therefore, and the pubs are all closed, etc. Yeah. Um, oh, so you might have a drink at some stage in the future. You're I not, may. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not yeah. making it a hard and fast rule, but I haven't. And I don't really, Missed. I don't feel the desire to have it. Yeah. So it's very, well... With drink, I think the big thing for me is that it's more what you're like the next day. So if you're drinking, your diet goes in the bin. Mm. And then the next day, your diet's probably in the bin as well, and you're not going to train. Yeah. And I like having the option to be able to train every day if Mm. I want. And do you train every day? Um, It depends. Yeah. For a while during the lockdown, when there wasn't much else to do, I went through a phase of weight training six days a week. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Which did, I put on a good bit of muscle. Yeah. But muscle has to be maintained. And, and unless you keep it up, you're going to lose the muscle. And 
like you don't eat meat. You're, you you were just saying that you re, you replace chicken with falafel, or or do you eat meat now? I I'm flexible about it. I'm yeah. not. I I my diet mostly consists of non meat. Yeah. Eggs and milk would be the only thing, and milk meaning a little bit in the cup of tea. So you but get like your protein from eggs, get the protein nuts. from eggs, nuts, exactly, or falafel, or, or falafel. Yeah, yeah. Now What's that chickpeas, isn't it? Chickpeas, falafels. exactly. But I, I wouldn't. I'm not a vegetarian in that. Like, I'm not. I'm not drawing a line in the sand. Going, yeah. I'm never eating meat again. Occasionally, I'll eat meat. Yeah. Or occasionally, I'll eat stuff that has meat in it. But it's like just most of my diet doesn't really consist of meat. So let's go. Just go back to the breakfast now. Like I'm assuming you're not just having these willy nilly. There's a, like there's a thought behind. There's a thought process behind two slices of Cambridge. When you said you put butter on it, yeah. is it real butter or is it? Oh, it's real butter. Real it has yeah, to be real yeah, butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think. I think well, it's the got the good fats as well. Like. Exactly. And also, there's a great there's a great book called um, Anti Fragile. Well, mm. there's a great author called Nassim Taleb, and I don't know whether, whether this is from. Anti fragile or skin in the game or one of the that uh, one of that canon of books, but he he has got a rule of thumb for what he drinks. He only drinks, I think he only drinks three things, and he'll only drink things that people have been drinking for at least a thousand years. So he'll drink coffee, he'll drink water, and he'll drink wine. He doesn't drink anything else. Coffee, water, wine, tea. I think I think making coffee is his tea. If you know yes, what I mean, some yes. kind of caffeinated beverage. People have been drinking tea for a long time as well, but so this this just happens to be the three things that he drinks. I mean, people have been drinking other things for thousands of years, but like, yeah. I think that's a great rule of thumb. Mm. Like butter is the same. If it's real butter, people have been eating butter for a very long time. Yeah, the data is in on butter. Well, butter is like, not really bad for you. Butter is really good for you, man. Butter is so good for you. Now, you could make the argument about the dairy industry being yes unethical. Yes, but as a, as a nutritional substance, butter. Well, you see, here's the thing about butter. Butter is actually self-limiting. If you tried to sit down and eat a stick of butter, that would be extremely difficult. Yeah, it's only it's nice when fat. it's accompanying something. Yeah, totally. And the fat works on a hormone in your body called leptin, and leptin is responsible for you getting the signal to stop eating. Mm. So, if a foodstuff doesn't have fat in it, you're not going to get that signal really. Mm. And also, worse than that, some foodstuffs have, well, fructose which is a very common ingredient in anything that has sugar in it or high fructose corn syrup inhibits the activity of leptin. Mm. So in, I think it was in the kind of 50s and 60s, fat became the demon. It was like, some people were saying, no, wait a second, sugar. I think there's, um, there, I think there's a book, I, d I don't remember the other, but I think it's called Pure White and Deadly and it's from the 60s or 70s mm. and it's talking about the dangers of sugar and, and how it's going to cause real health problems. But then there were, at the same time, people were talking about the dangers of fats and trans fats, etc. Mm. Maybe trans fats weren't around then, but it was like the governments had a decision to make. Are we going to go with the scientists who say that sugar's the demon or are we going to go with the scientists that say that fat's the demon? They went with fat for whatever reason and suddenly you had all these foods being stripped of fat. Yeah. Fat-free, low-fat, yeah. no-fat, Diet Coke, this, that, and the other, yeah. But if they take the fat out of things, a lot of the time you're taking the flavor out of it as well. Yeah. So what do they replace the fat with to give flavor? Fructose. Precisely. Sugar. Aspartame. So you're getting the substance that's supposed to make you feel full or is going to make you feel full, you're taking that out, the fat, and it's not neutral. You're then adding in a substance that's actually going to prevent you from feeling full. So you can eat an entire pot of fat-free yogurt and go, I'm still Jesus, hungry. I feel like I haven't eaten anything. Yeah. You eat a full pot of Greek-style yogurt, you're probably struggling to get to the end of it. Yeah. That's the fat. Um, that's a fact. That That's a fat. That's a fat fact. It's a fat fact. Tell me this. Um... How do you feel? Do you feel like you're just all your cells are fucking pinging? Because like 
I know a good bit about fasting, and I, I'm going to tell you something that I'm going to be doing there in a minute, right? And I know when I'm fasting, when I do a tw- when I do a 24-hour fast, or if I do an 18-hour fast, particularly if I get a run of four days or five days of them, by day f- three or four, I am on fire mentally. I've got so much energy. I feel great. I feel so great. I forget why I feel great, and I end up having something like I, I stop fasting and I eat a bit of sugar or I have a bit of fast food. Because you're excited. Because I'm excited. Because yeah. I'm feeling so great, and yeah. I want to celebrate feeling so great. Or and then you feel bit. like shit. After and then you feel like shit. And then it takes a good bit to yeah. get back on it. Yeah. But I have really recently, and I say really recently, in the last twelve months, found massive power, uh, uh, mental clarity, and everything when I'm fasting. So if you're continually eating this diet, which is very, and I'd like to get back into the, into the nitty gritty yeah. of it in a minute, but it's succinct, like you're, you're taking like supplements for the winter to, to f- for this reason, you're, you're, t- you're eating this for another reason, you must be firing on all cylinders, physically and mentally. I do, I feel the best I've ever felt now physically. Yeah. And I've always tried to look after myself. You have done, fairness. I feel, I feel very good now. I feel very stable. And I think that's the key. It's like, you got to find something that's both will make you feel good. Ultimately, it's not really about how you look; it's about how you feel. And if yeah. you feel good, then chances are you're probably going to look good as well. Mm. But it's it's great stability. And I actually think, well, a few things, right? I think we're kind of. I feel we're adapted to eat similar foods day in day out. Okay, you might be sacrificing access to certain nutrients or access to certain amino acids or certain vitamins by not having a varied, balanced diet. But, like, I don't think, if you look back in our evolutionary history, I don't think people had... Massive choice. No, they didn't. They didn't. Today I'm going to be eating um, kumquats and avocados (laughs) and raspberries, and then tomorrow I'm going to be eating strawberries and limes and coconuts and mangoes and pineapple. Yeah, you're right. wrong with that, but it's like, there's no evolutionary precedent for that. Mostly it was, people are going to eat bread, they're drinking beer, and getting turnips and carrots and whatever it was. Yeah, and I even think like that that's the argument when someone co- when 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 someone's talking to you and they're like uh, oh yeah jeez that's very boring isn't it eating the same thing every day you must get very bored. But like if you look at the majority of people they get up they have cereal at lunchtime oh, they have a sandwich and a s- maybe Con, let's start with that, right? Like let's start with the breakfast myth. Oh, it's a complete myth. And do you know who... Breakfast. Do you know who created this myth? Kellogg. Mr. Kellogg himself. Mr. Kellogg. And I've nothing against the chap. He's a businessman. He was just trying to make a, a nutritionist. You know? well, he's I'm a fan of con- con- I'm a fan of a bowl of cornflakes sprinkled with sugar and hot milk. Oh, I'm Jesus. a fan. You're sprinkling sugar on top of an already sugary breakfast but cereal. I, but I haven't done that. In Why don't you just get Frosties? Yeah, I just like Frosties are an indulgence that I just, <laughs> I just, I just. You're taking cornflakes, but that's, and adding sugar that's to more it. of a throwback to my to my youth. Okay. My mother wouldn't buy Frosties because they well were a little bit more healthy. expensive. Yeah. so we'd make our own with the sugar at home. Okay, but like, do you remember? When, I don't know if you what it was like in your house, but like, now is, break- is buying a, a box of cornflakes plus a pound of sugar? <laughs> does that work out as cheap? There could be six or seven spoons of sugar going in before <laughs> you go to school into your cornflakes, okay. and your mother be delighted that you're not eating Frosties. Yes. you know. Yeah, um, but we can't. It's such, it's such a myth. Well, all right. I'll start with. I'll start by saying this. At the moment, and for the last couple of weeks, I've been practicing OMAD. You mm. know what OMAD One is. One meal a day. One meal a day, meaning, wake up, do a bit of exercise, meditate, do my work for the morning, have a cup of coffee, keep going. Mm. Three or four o'clock rolls around, another I cup of black coffee, keep going. Evening time rolls out round seven o'clock, 
have a nice evening meal mm. repeat the next day and here's what I found buckets of energy lovely buckets of energy next morning I wake up I'm not hungry yeah because I've had my meal in the evening have a cup of coffee ready to go and my conclusion from that is you need to actually give your body chance to use the fuel that you've taken on board when you eat a meal. Because if you're eating again, if you eat your last meal at 8 or 9 o'clock and you're eating again at 8 o'clock the next morning, 12 hours is not enough for you to have gone into ketosis. Full, so you're not full digestion takes 12 hours. You go into ketosis after 12 and you go into autophagy after about kind of, or they say 14 to 16, but 16 is a good beginner. Yes. Like 16, you're definitely, but you're at a really minuscule state of autophagy. Um, which is where you where you st- where it's from the Greek word to eat oneself, at autophagus or something like that. Well, auto means oneself, oneself, like autoimmune, and phagy is to eat. Well, there you go. And um, to, you're doing OMAD, and I've been doing an awful lot of research on this. They say the absolute way to um, to intermittent fast without having to do it on a regular basis. You could do sixteen hours, four days, five days of the week. But on a, su- on a Sunday, if you stop eating at 8 o'clock and you don't have your next meal till 12 o'clock on Tuesday, 36-hour window, it is supposed to be amazing for your body. Mm-hmm. Your, your autophagy at that stage is, r- is like gone way up. Your, your uh, human growth hormone yeah. has gone way your up. Your resting glucose level, I'd say, or fasting glucose level has gone way down but, as well. But it, it, uh, you have to have a, a resting level of glucose. So it actually goes down, yeah. but it's still very, it's very stable. But here's the thing. Like yeah. People, if you say that to people, they're like, what? You didn't yeah. eat at all on Monday yeah. and you're not going to eat until Tuesday. They're yeah. like, Jesus, are you going to be faint? Are you going to be falling around the place? Um, unless the exact unless your body fat is kind of down around 5 6% for a guy, you've got plenty of energy on you. Well, you don't I need to be eating every four hours. Like This don't. was a myth that, I, that was being bandied around when I was probably in college was like, oh, you got to eat every like two hours to mm. keep your metabolism high. Otherwise, you'll go into starvation mode and your body will become thrifty and just store all this yeah. energy as fast. It's the exact opposite. It's the total opposite. Yeah. You need to actually give yourself the chance to use all of this energy you've yeah. consumed in your meal and the only way you can do that is by fasting. And not only that, right, what it, what it starts to do when autophagy comes in, right, it, it's a cleanup, right, but it starts to eat the older cells or the cells that are weaker, the ones that are more susceptible to be uh, cancerous cells. Mm-hmm. So there was a study and it was like a, a massive percentage of people who do this 36-hour, have done this 36-hour fast for the majority of their life, 80% of them um, remain cancer-free for their entire life, for their entire life. But it just makes complete sense because your body is going into cleaning up, going into restoration, going into areas that need healing instead of using the energy for digestion all the time. And if you're doing what you were saying, which was the thing, you're always digesting. If you're yeah. having six, seven, eight meals a day, the only time you're fasting is if you if you manage to get eight hours sleep a day. Yeah, and you your know? insulin, if you're if you're ha- eating every couple of hours, if you're grazing or nibbling, your insulin's going up, it's going down, it's mm. going up, it's going down, and it's just, I yeah. think it's chaotic for It's fucking chaotic. And chaotic. you have no energy either because Zero. you're spending all your blood and your, your, your me- metabolic energy yeah. on digesting all of this food. I think, well, one thing I'll say is that, again, a bit like Nassim Taleb would talk about, Look at religious traditions. Mm. They're very old. And most of the mainstream religious traditions have some form of fasting yet. Jesus was on about it. Buddha was on about it. Ramadan. No, Ramadan. Not Ramakan. To be fair to Buddha. Ramadan over Ramakan is what I always <laughs> say. And Buddha, like, like, what was he going on about? Fat, the size of him, like? Well, 
I think he was like, he was telling people, yeah, yeah, fast away. <laughs> and he's popping donuts on the side, like. <laughs> Are you eating, Buddha? No, no, no. No, but no, I no, no, I just have, I have a lot of energy I've got here. a gum infection, so it sounds like I... <laughs> but we're not having a pop of Buddha here. I'm not guys. having a pop of Buddha at all. No, he's actually, Buddha. he's up there. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm i a big fan of Buddhism. And Jesus himself. And not, But, like, you're right. Like, really, like, and these, you were talking about stuff that people were doing a thousand years ago. Yes. They, this they, is they mightn't have necessarily known why mm. it's good for you. But they knew it was good for you. Hang on a second. If we don't eat either much or at all for this couple of days, every so often, our overall health improves. Not only that as well, your immune system gets stronger. They, like if you, if something is, if you're in a state of fasting and you contract a cold or something, it's going straight there. It's going straight there to fight it because it doesn't have any digestion to. Er, no. Er, no. So what I'm going to do, right? Well, your circulation is huge for immunity, mm. and if your circulation is not preoccupied with the digestive tract there's more blood to go around everywhere else and yeah. blood is what carries the cells of the immune system that's it like um and this is there's two things i want to talk about the first thing i want to say well it's well it's in my head is anytime i talk to people about fasting in general right there is a what the fuck you c- you don't eat for 16 hours where are you bobby sands is yeah it? do you know what i mean yeah i do fucking i'm not having a pop of that's bobby just sands. i just that's just art on the wall with, with <laughs> Is that excrement? Um, oh, <laughs> but um, bumps. Sorry, sorry, Tig. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. But we need to pretend Tig's not here. Yeah, he's not here. He's, he's not, not here. He's not here. But they do. There is a men- there's a mental block with people. Oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. My sister now at the moment, she's like, um, so tell me about that. And I was just giving her the like. I'm like, we'll start you off easy. We'll just do a 16 hour fast. What the fuck? A 16 hour fast? Are you crazy? It's well, the it's mental health. I think also people think like you're gonna, you know, if you've got a fast for sixteen hours, it means I'm gonna sit you down in a chair. Yeah, you're not allowed to read. <laughs> you're not allowed to watch TV. You can sleep halfway through it, like you can go to sleep if you want. But you're fasting, Mister. Yeah. You're fasting for those sixteen hours. It's not like people don't realize when you're on a fast. After a certain point, you might have a few rumbles in your stomach, but mm. after a couple of hours, you're gonna tap into your fuel supply, which you're carrying around. Most people have quite a bit on them, and you're gonna be easy street, and you're gonna have loads of energy, yeah. and you're gonna be bouncing around the place, and you're gonna be productive, and you're gonna be all this and all that. And you're not gonna be sitting there digesting big masses of Kellogg's breakfast cereals. Or do you know, like when you have sit down, you have a load of carbs at Christmas or whatever, and you're just like you sit on the, on the couch and you're wrecked and you're sleepy and stuff like that. It really is the exact opposite. But I'm I. The other thing I was gonna say to you is I'm I'm grossly overweight, right, for my height, okay. And, f- and for my fatness, right? So is this something you've been told by a health professional? This or is, is this some something you're. This is something I checked the other day when I was. Okay. I w- my sister had a wedding. At the tell week. you were grossly <laughs> overweight. I'm obese, technically. Well, okay. I'm obese, right? Okay. Um, so three, three stone, three pounds overweight. So I'm going to start, and I'm going to. I'm just saying it on the podcast. I'm going to be putting it on my Insta now and stuff. But I'm going to start. The f- I'm going to start this 36 hour fast from this Sunday. I'm going to try and do that every week between now and Christmas and then do 16-hour fast, 16-hour hours for the rest of the week. Here's where I think it might be difficult for you, and Go. this is something I found myself. If you're, you know, for for the majority of the last, for the, for the majority of the entire pandemic period, I haven't been in a relationship. Mm. I haven't had to dine with anyone else. Correct. You know, as much as I love Tig, he we don't have kind of sit-down dinners together anymore. Mm. Um, I sad. Think it, it was after like I had a few pops off Bobby Sands. Yeah, he was just like, "Mate, that's we're it. We're not eating together anymore." <laughs> okay, no more, 
<laughs> stuff about Bobby Sands Brownie. <laughs> um, if you're married or if you're in a relationship with somebody, eating becomes mm. an important activity between you and your mm. significant other. 100%. So for you to suddenly go, do you know what? I, I'm not having dinner with you this evening. Yeah. In fact, I might I might never have dinner with you again. Ever again. Because you tend to eat around 8 o'clock and that's past my window for eating. Well, I'll, I'll push back on that. Please do. And how I will is, so I'm not going into this like without having done any fa- I've been fasting on and off for about two years uh, r- quite regularly at home Noel knows all about it Noel knows the style well, of it well this is what I was going to get to yeah. if you have the support of yes. your your partner then that's a total game changer yeah and I definitely would have and like I have no problem this is something that I find as well I actually have no problem being around food even when I'm fasting because I think it's a it's it's a head game it's a mental it's a, a mental state of mind I'm doing this. I'm great. This is fantastic. I'm going to feel the benefits of this. I'm mentally strong. I can do this. And I find there's there's benefits physically, but also mentally. Because when you do break your fast, um, and it's advisable not to fucking have six pizzas and a large bottle of well, Coke. Well, I think it's advisable to never have six pizzas, fasting or yeah. no fasting. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's advisable not to be a glutton when you break. No. When you well, there's also a temptation because your body's like. I yeah. don't know when I'm going to eat again. I need to take on loads of food here. Yeah, and you make all those mistakes while you're learning, but I feel at this stage, because I've been doing them quite regularly, uh, I feel, and I feel I'm in a mental place as well, and I just would, I love a challenge. And I'm like, if I could get to my, I could, so I wanted to find out what my BMI is, my ideal BMI for my height, right? I'm 15 stone and three pounds at the moment, right? My ideal weight is 11 and a half okay. stone. Okay. And I was looking at it, I was like, and I tr- did out the maths, and I was like, it's, most people are probably saying no you shouldn't do it you wouldn't you won't be able to do it but i actually think are these people doctors mid well <laughs> or yeah it's just like uncle mick it's kind of yeah yeah noel noel was like no nah. sorry what was his name? yeah just <laughs> uncle well, they're mostly kind of the the anti-heroes no, what was your uncle's name from texas oh, finbar finbar or no <laughs> not finbar <laughs> <laughs> mike mike, mike. Okay. uncle mike and i'm not having a pop at uncle mike here. shout out to me <laughs> shout out to uncle mike and to uncle finbar i don't know if uncle finbar listens he probably doesn't but like if if <laughs> if uncle if uncle mike or uncle finbar are giving you nutritional advice your your first question should yeah. be well are these Men qualified. Yeah. To well, they didn't give me no advice. Well, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And I would, I would urge them to continue. In fact, the only advice I ever got from Mike was like, um, up, buddy. you know, let's 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 get the drinks in or something okay, like that. You know okay, what I mean? He's okay. a he's a party animal. Or he so was a sort of nutritional advice. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Sorry, Con, I derailed you, but continue. But so no, people were, people would say to you, oh, you should never try and lose. Yeah, that that's much that's that's fatty. You know, that's fad. That's yeah. extreme. Jesus, thirty six hours. But I venture to say that, like, I think I can do it. And I think I want to do it because I think I'd enjoy. I think I'm going to enjoy the journey of it because I'm I'm so interested at this period of my life. I'm really interested in the spiritual, calming, mental side that um, fasting brings, and with the right nutrition around it, brings and the energy that I've had, particularly in the last couple of months. I have two small kids, man. You need energy, like you do, absolutely. And like I smoke away now the whole time, you know. Mm. But like um, not tobacco, but like just just weed. So like I'm I need. I don't need to be sluggish and fucking stoned. I need to be. I need to be switched on and full of energy. And I f- I find when I'm in the fasting state, um, uh, a fasting state, that I just run way better. Like well, that's I think, and and we touched upon that a while ago. But like that is the myth when it comes to fasting. People imagine fasting as being like I'm going to be glued to the bed or glued to the chair, mm. devoid of energy, barely able to keep my eyelids open. It, it's it couldn't be further from couldn't the truth. Be further. Like, I'm helping 
my parents to declutter their house at the moment, which is quite a full-on occupation because it's a big house, uh, which has had kind of close to 40, 45 years of non-decluttering activities. All right. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. And the only reason I'm able to do it is because I have energy to do it. Mm. And it's because I'm strategically... I'm eating... like. If I have a big, massive breakfast in the morning, and then the prospect of going moving boxes or clearing stuff out, I couldn't do that. Mm. I'd, be, I'd have to, I'd have to devote my blood and my energy to digesting all that food. Whereas if I have a cup of coffee, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to work for mm. hours and hours and hours. Do you drink milk in your coffee? No, black, black coffee. Yeah. Do you drink instant coffee or do you have a good coffee? I bought a coffee machine. Yeah. Not a very expensive one. Mm. I just make either. I've started drinking americanos now because I found the espressos like were a bit. They're like explosive liquid coke. in the morning, yeah. Whereas a bit more water, you're not going to get as dehydrated, and it's it kind of dissipates or mellows out the effect of the caffeine. Speaking of water, yeah. What's your intake of water then on a regular day? Well, my, I mean, th- there's the conventional wisdom as to how much water you should drink. What do they say? It's like 1.5 to two liters of additional water because you are getting a lot of water from your food, and mm. you're getting water from tea or coffee. And I remember uh, precisely when we were studying physiology in when I was studying physiology because I don't think we studied physiology together, did we? I don't think we did in we this weren't in the same no. year. No, no, no. 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 Um, when I was studying <laughs> physiology in college, I wasn't around at the time. There was there was uh, an experiment they asked you to design, which was so let's we'll say you take in a cup of coffee, two hundred and fifty milliliters of coffee in a in a mug. That's about the, way, the volume of a mug. Is that because you're taking in it's mostly water in fact i would say it's over 90 percent water maybe 95 percent water is the diuretic effect of the caffeine going to result in a net gain of water or a net loss of water so are you going to urinate out more than 250 mils of water because of the cup of coffee that was the question to design an experiment around that Mm. and i don't know the answer to that so does a cup of coffee an americano an espresso would probably dehydrate you because you're not getting much water and it's a very concentrated shot of coffee but if you're drinking an Americano or a cappuccino or whatever it is, the net effect is going to be one of hydration. I'm a, I don't know that as an answer. But yeah. I find... Well, I, I don't think, know the I answer either. Gonna, I think it is going to dehydrate you. Ultimately. I was just going to say, I would think it does yeah. because that's what like that's the, the train of thought. No one ever is saying specifically espresso. They're saying, yeah, coffee will dehydrate you, yeah. tea will dehydrate yeah. you. So I would say it possibly is. So you'd obviously have to add so on. So the net effect is one of dehydration. Yeah. Now, there's something I've discovered, and I was talking to you about this before the podcast. It's actually a Lithuanian brand of mineral water that I'm you're currently enjoying oh my God. a sip of. It's called Vitautas, who is a, a, a grand duke of Lithuania, I believe. Um, and I was engaged to a girl from Lithuania. Once I thought you were going to say you were engaged to the grand duke of Lithuania, well, Vitautas. Well, I think she was related to him. She was not. Way part of the down lineage. Now, like way, really. way down. I mean, he, like was, he was knocking around kind of the 14th century. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying way back down. Like like way back. Back. I'm saying like distant cousins yeah, like they yeah, could yeah. be 60th or 70th yeah. or something yeah and i could be wrong no as well like 60th or 70th cousins <laughs> I, I you've lost me con you lost me <laughs> i um, could be wrong like i could be i don't think i am but like like 70th or 80th but anyway go on this sorry w- this water is salty it well it almost tastes like mm. diorolite or it tastes like coconut water it's salty to the taste because it's full of electrolytes and this is another thing from my studies it was talking about um, in so like something like a diarrhea illness in the West is considered a minor affliction. Something you get over in a couple of hours or a couple of days, it's fine. In the developing world, diarrheal illnesses kill 
many, many, many people every year. Mm. Because unless you've got a supply of clean drinking water, you're going to die. Yeah. Because you're not, you're losing much more fluid than you're taking in. And there's a rule of thumb about, what is it? It's two weeks without food, you can go. Uh, two days without water. Two minutes without air. And two seconds without thinking. That's the adage. Mm. It's about surviving in the wilderness. But if you're if you're kind of not getting enough water in for two days in a row, you're in serious trouble probably. Yeah. And you're you're going to get your organs shutting down. I'd say you could go longer than two weeks without food. You probably could. Because you can do the water fasts. I've, I've yeah. been looking at, like, yeah. these. some people have done, like, 60-day water fasts. It's, it's a rough rule of thumb, and it, yeah. it fits nicely into the pattern of 2-2-2-2-2. Two, 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 yeah. two. Um, but the mistake that... So when, we'll say, I don't know, Médecins Sans Frontier or some organization went over to try and uh, fix or, or help or rescue these people who were suffering from these illnesses, the mistake they made was, well, if we just give them water, that should be fine, clean mm. drinking water. It wasn't enough. What they needed was water and salts mm. because water follows salt. If you think about your sweat... Your sweat is salty because your body will secrete sweat, uh, secrete salt to the sur- or salts to the surface of the skin. The water will follow it. The water evaporates and takes the heat with it. Mm. And it's the same when you're taking in, uh, when you're drinking water. Just drinking water by itself, if you're not taking in any electrolytes, is not enough to rehydrate you. So, like, I would definitely drink, and I filter my water. I would definitely drink. But if you're filtering, you're probably taking electrolytes out of it. I don't know. Maybe the filters aren't big uh, enough to do, or sorry, uh, the filters aren't small enough. Yeah. To, to do that. But anyway. Uh, like, I would definitely drink four pints of water a day. Okay. You know, when I'm concentrating on drinking water, I would definitely drink. So, like, what you're saying, it could be unnecessary to drink that amount. Well, it's possibly unnecessary. Because it's not, there's nothing added. It doesn't, like, it's just regular tap water that goes through filtration. Yeah. And well, I maybe don't even know what I it don't think it's going to do. It's, it's not going to do you any harm. Yeah. It's probably good to keep your, your kind of urinary system exactly flushed out. But it might be unnecessary. Yeah. So if you're if you're getting enough salts or electrolytes in your diet, mm. and you're getting enough liquid going in, that sh- that but you need the salt element for it. It's not just it, well if I drink loads and loads of water, I'll get hydrated. That's Is why you've got uh, sports drinks or what are called isotonic. isotonic. They have the same uh, concentration of electrolytes as the blood. Yeah. Um, we're going to finish up there now shortly, but uh, it's isn't it interesting, right? That none of this was ever taught to us. None of the nutritional, how to start your day, when to eat, uh, none of this was, was taught to us. And then, and uh, the reason I'm saying that is because I, I watched a documentary on Netflix. I actually WhatsApped yourself and Tig about it as well, about mushrooms, about mycelium. I have watched it, Tig hasn't. Tig hasn't watched it. Yeah. And about He's how not as good a buddy as I am, I think. Well, uh, he was busy. Uh, you were busy enough last week, Tig? Yeah, very busy. And this is all still Tuesday. <laughs> and this is still Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> um, but, they're, they're finding, like, it just goes to show, like, what's on this planet that we're not utilizing. I mean, Lion's Mane, for example, like, sh- shiti- I, I can't even pronounce shiitake. it. Shiitake. Turkey tails. Turkey tails. All these. And they were saying there's so millions of other ones that aren't even discovered yeah. yet. You know? It actually, I just wanted to drop tools and become a, a mycologist. mycologist. Yeah. Well, I'll say, I'll say a couple <laughs> of things about that. One is, and this is in relation to what I talked about in terms of diet potentially religious practices, potentially other practices, there is real wisdom in the behaviors of civilizations over the last yeah. thousands of years. So stuff people have been doing for We're thousands of years has a built-in wisdom to it. 
You might not understand what it is or mm. what it's doing, but it has a purpose. If it survived for thousands of years, it has a purpose. So for us to have the arrogance as a modern people to say, well, these indigenous peoples or these primi- primitive societies don't know what they're doing. We're going to design things top down. Mm. It's a bad idea. Mm. It's a really bad idea. Yeah. Um, and that's applicable in so many in so many areas, you know. Um, the other thing I'll say to you is, you know, you were talking about how we're we're just, or, or in the documentary it said you're just scratching the surface of of the potential of of mushrooms, fungi, mold, this uh, yeast, this branch. It's the same with bacteria. It's the same with antibiotics. Mm. We have, like, if you go out there and you pick up a sample of soil, the soil is absolutely teeming with bacteria. Mm. I would say maybe 99% of which we haven't identified. Yeah. So the potential to find new antibiotics is massive. Huge. And we're actually, the current ones we have are becoming less and less effective. Antibiotic resistance is increasing. We're fighting a losing race there. But the problem is, and I know you're eager to finish up. No, no, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not, honestly, keep going. This this is something that interests me because I studied microbiology and you know a lot of it is to do with bacteria and antibiotic resistance etc the problem is if i was running a pharmaceutical company and you came to me you're you're one of my lead researchers and you came to me and said okay you've got 10 million euro to invest in one of my research projects i'll give you two options one is a a new antibiotic that's based on um certain bacteria that have started pr- to produce an antimicrobial or certain fungi that have produced an antimicrobial, we think it has real potential in treating all of these bacterial infections. Or I have a new anti-cancer drug, uh, drug or a new uh, medication to treat HIV. Yeah. If I was the executive of the pharmaceutical company, it's a no-brainer as yeah. to which to pick. Yeah. Do I put 10 million into a product that people are going to take for a week and then stop taking? Yeah. Or and you can't pay it in nature. Or do I put 10 million into a product that somebody's going to have to take yeah. for years or potentially every day for the rest of their lives? Yeah. It just, it, like, you can't expect an executive of a pharmaceutical to go, okay, well, for the greater good, I'm going to fund the antibiotic project. And, and That's this, not how businesses work. And, uh, and that goes back then to what I said there a minute ago about why, why weren't we educated properly in school? You have to go, you have to look deeply into things like that because, mm. you know, maybe we weren't, maybe we're not educated for that very reason like you know knowing having this knowledge knowing that fasting and uh, and this the practice of meditation and and yoga and all this kind of stuff has phenomenal benefits looking at nature for healing looking at potentially psilocybin with the cancer patients where they were like just just see where they were talking to this guy and he was like given months to live and he was you could see he was in fear and then he had this psilocybin experience with music someone holding his hand his eyes were covered and he was like I'm just not afraid of death anymore well psychedelics is a very interesting one in that oh, all research on it was shot fascinating. down I think it was by Nixon wasn't it Nixon it was yeah. like the war on drugs people people who have had psychedelic experiences probably aren't going to want to join the military and fight no. wars for me so that's that's no. not going to happen but in, in with regard to food I think a big problem is that it's a f- there's a food industry. Yeah. Because food and health and are effectively industry. the same thing. Well, exactly. It's, yeah. it's a, they're businesses, and so the decisions that are going to be made are business decisions as opposed to what's best for people's health. Mm. I don't know how to solve that problem. I'm not even going to suggest something. Yeah. Jamie Oliver has it sorted, I think. Has he solved it? Yeah, he's going in making dinners for kids in England. Yeah, to make cash, mate. <laughs> he, he's looking at the bottom line. Dominic. Oh, I'll put a sprinkling of sugar in this. The kids will get hooked. I could and talk I'm not having a pop of Jamie. Well... 
I don't think I don't think you are either. You know, and he's a, he's good enough. Look, we've had that. a go at Buddha, Jamie Oliver, and Bobby Sands. <laughs> Did we have a go off Goring as well earlier on? I, uh, we had a go off the Germans. I don't think we had a go off them. I think we were kind of <laughs> the opposite of having a go off them, problematically so. But he, nothing he could do to us now anyway. So welcome to the show. Yeah, so listen, you're very welcome <laughs> to the show, Dominic. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure, um, Thank you, Tyke, for your interjections. Yeah, and uh, thank you to the oh, ghost of Bobby guy. Sands feces is on the wall there behind us. Appreciate that as well. <laughs> uh, rate, review, and subscribe if you Daggers, like the podcast. Con. Daggers, he's um, I, 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 uh, I love you all. Uh, good night and God bless. <laughs>